Oh, oh, one more thing. Just One More Thing, a podcast all about Columbo. I'm John Morris. And I'm R.J. White. This time around, we're talking about Columbo Goes to College. Originally broadcast December 9th, 1990, 25 years tonight when we're recording this episode. Directed by E.W. Swackhammer and written by Jeffrey Bloom, Frederick King Keller, starring Stephen Caffrey, Gary Hirschberger, Robert Culp, and Peter Falk as Columbo. And every episode of Just One More Thing, we're joined by a special guest to help us discuss Columbo. This time around, we are rejoined by British comedian Richard Massara. But before we bring him on, RJ, please explain what happened. Mr. Morris, I want you to get the Board of Regents on the phone. As dean of this university, I'm calling a special meeting to decide once and for all what's to be done about one of the worst fraternities on this campus. I've got their disciplinary files right here. Who dropped a whole truckload of poison into the varsity swim meet? Who delivered their victims' cadavers to the alumni dinner? Every Halloween, the trees are filled with body bags. Every spring, the toilets explode. You mean Murder House? Of course, you twit. I'm talking about Murder House. This time, they've gone too far. Murdering a professor in the faculty parking garage, during class, I might add, using a monster truck rigged up the gun. Fat, drunken homicidal is no way to go through life. Once the Lieutenant Columbo is through with his investigation, they're going on double secret probation. One more murder and they're expelled. I mean it. Murder house! <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you're born to play the role of oh, an gentleman. angry college administrator who isn't paid well. Thank Absolutely. you. And welcome that, back. That was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome back to the show, Richard. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. Thank you very much for having me back, gentlemen. No, and you're even saying that after uh, you had to watch this episode. You're still, uh, you're still I, being pleasant and polite about it. To be honest, I, I can't I can't blame you guys. I picked this episode. Yeah. Well, there was a few of them, and we said, how about the cult one? He said, yeah, let's do the cult one. And then that's, yeah, let's this, do, this, let's this do is what happened. One. And I, I was so close to choosing the Billy Connolly one as well. Right, I, which is a, a step above this, at least. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's good God. to know. I, to be honest, being kicked in the testicles is a step above <laughs> this. Yeah, we've we've really celebrated the George Went episode as being just the nadir of Columbo, but I'm I'm gonna say in a lot of ways, <laughs> this might be worse. Really, this is worse than that one. Oh dear. In Ooh. some in some ways. In some ways, and we'll get to that. But first, uh, let's address the fact that calling it a Culp episode, he has a very small role here, and he is not. The killer. He is the jerk, rich lawyer son of, I mean, father of one of the killers. But yep. it's just a little bit of culp, not a lot of culp. And what he literally gives... A pinch of culp. Yeah, a pinch of culp uh, that was just coming in for the day and reading off a cue card, seems like, almost. <laughs> yeah, I really it, liked culp in this. I did, but you could tell his heart wasn't really in it somehow. I yeah, don't it's know. Nice uh, watching, it's nice watching Falk and culp interact, but he didn't have a lot to do. He was, he yeah. was kind of a bookmark. Yeah. No, he didn't. I, I, th- I think when the script turned up at his uh, his house or apartment and he shook the remnants of the cocaine from the writer's room <laughs> off it, he probably weeped silently into a very stiff drink and just went, need the money, and I like folk. Could be. Yeah. But, but that's a th- here's some, Okay, so so we're really at the, the from the get-go, uh, going, at this, going after this thing. All right. I, so one, can I? Yeah, oh, sure. Sorry. No, please, go ahead. Can I tell you why I chose this? Oh, sure, yeah. Please, absolutely. Because the first time I came on your absolutely magnificent podcast, oh, uh, uh, I, uh, I chose uh, one that, uh, that had stuck in my mind as a child. 
uh, uh, which was the um, uh, part of Sky High yes, IQ. Yes, yeah. Right. Uh, this one is the other one that I remembered, and the only reason I remembered it is because of the absolutely... Re- Even as a young child, <laughs> I looked at how the murder was committed yes. and went... All right, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Well, well the, 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 the way the murder sounded like you were drunk as a child. Yes, could have been. <laughs> I'm English. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, thing is, uh, the way the the way the murder is committed, uh, it's a, it's a little gimmicky uh, technological. A little gimmicky. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a very gimmicky technological thing. But that to me isn't even as egregious as the fact that uh, these two college kids and let, let, I'll give it a little bit here. Like uh, the, these two college kids, uh, rich uh, fraternity uh, jerks, they decide to kill. Uh, their professor, their criminology professor, after he discovers that they've been cheating. They've stolen test answers and everything else. He's going to expose them. They can't have that happen for uh, personal reasons. Uh-huh. So they rig up the one guy's uh, big monster truck with a gun under the hood <laughs> and remote control the gun to shoot uh, the professor <sighs> in the head. Now, that is kind of silly. But to me, <laughs> but, but to me, these guys are the most incompetent murderers I've seen on this show. The way that they think they're always ahead of him, the things they don't think of, it, it's one of the most incompetent killings I think I've ever seen on Columbo because everything they do after it is just stupid and haphazard. Oh, it doesn't, yeah, it's terrible. I, I believe the, uh, the phrase you guys would use is these two are complete douche nozzles. That is almost exactly what we would say. Sure, I had that written down here. In England, we have a different word for them, but it begins with a C, and I'm not sure you guys would appreciate me saying it. We're not big on it over here, so we appreciate your restraint. And and over over here, we use it as a compliment, but as I I was watching this episode back, I could not stop calling them it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally screaming at my iPad going, You're stupid! Yeah, but that's a thing. I but they're idiots, they're morons trying to get away with this thing. But that leads to like one of the things I actually do like about this episode. I think it is a good episode for Columbo because he's doing the police work, he's doing the investigation, mm-hmm. and the way he strings these two morons along the entire episode, the way he plays them like a violin, he does that <laughs> really well. He knows like that that scene where they're making fun of him. And he sees him laughing while he's on the cell phone. He sees him on, cell, on the uh, payphone. He sees him laughing at the party. And he's like, yeah, that's hilarious. And, you know, he's got it in for them <laughs> right away. And so from then on, he, everything he does just to kind of lead them on and make them more confident to make their fall even better, I like it. That's the thing I like about this episode. Everything else, garbage. But that thing okay. I liked about this episode. Everything else, ugh, God damn, it's terrible. I did write down three things I liked about the episode, and that was one of them, that he was interacting with them in a new way, a way we hadn't seen Columbo interact with murderers. Yes. He's just like, okay. you know what? I'm going to take them for a ride. You kids want to play it this way? Here we go. Yeah, I'll play your stupid little games. Come on. Come on, smart what, guys. Come what on, were the go. other two things? Seriously? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I like I like Columbo's. The The next one's going to sound good. The one after that's going to sound like I'm I'm really desperate for good things. And I'm <laughs> yes. <clears throat> the, the second thing is I like Columbo's very breezy relationship with his fellow cops in this episode. Yes, it's good. Okay, I, and yes. I, I always like that, even when he was uh, in the early episodes, when he was often confrontational with his fellow cops. I liked those. I just like him interacting with other cops. Yeah, and they, there's a lot of that. One of my favorite bits in this is uh, he's going through the professor's uh, briefcase, finds cholesterol pills, and Club was talking about how you know, he's been taking them. His cholesterol's gone down. And, and the, the cop who's with him goes, that's great. It's just really yeah. nice, gentleman, enthusiastic. This cop, 
he's happy that the lieutenant's cut down his cholesterol, and I think that's nice. I think that's very nice. And then the third thing I liked was the shitty Bakersfield apartment uh, in which William Lucking's character lived. Oh, uh, the, uh, the brother. Oh, yeah. The you brother, Dominic. set dressing, John. It was a lovely <laughs> bit. Because I, I have, a lot of my life was lived around shitty Bakersfield apartments. And that <coughs> I've, I've sat on so many vinyl aluminum chairs around a table, a linoleum table with that metal ridge. Yeah. It was perfect. <laughs> it, looked, it looked exactly like every one of those apartments. So... Yeah, those, like, those are the three things I liked. <laughs> that, that's, that's, a, that's another uh, bit that I like too. When, um, uh, because uh, the, these two uh, these these two geniuses, they try uh, pawning it off uh, the crime off on the uh, brother of the security guard at the university, who has just oh, gotten yeah. out of, who has just gotten out of prison for uh, for a murder rap or something. And so Columbo goes around to this guy's house. And the guy's just on his balcony drinking a beer, and Columbo's like, "Ah, from homicide," and the guy just. Doesn't bat it eye. He just goes, "Yeah, I've done one of those in a while." Yeah, that, <laughs> Which that I thought was a great comeback. line. Yes, and and yeah. the thing is, like, I, I don't. I know you guys know that I'm not a particular fan of the '90s episodes, uh, mainly because I, I I just wonder how much uh, cocaine was flowing around Hollywood at that time. Oh, probably quite uh, a bit. more in the '80s, you, but there's still it, some left. Yeah. yeah, probably still a little bit left because all of the '90s one just seemed to have that, that a little feel of in the writers' room at 4 a.m. Somebody was just like, "All right, I've got an idea. She's a sex therapist and she tries to seduce <laughs> Columbo." Um, but what, I, I'm going to go back to what you were saying about Columbo, uh, the way he toys with them. I mean, the thing I usually like about a Columbo episode is that he he has to change gears. <laughs> He's got all these different little tricks, but in this one, he is locked into Kadumbo. Mm. He's just pure Kadumbo the whole way through going, what? I don't understand. I have to look into that. Why thank yeah, you that's a good point. And he never gets out of that level. There's never any, oh, I'm going to have to use my wit and my wiles. I mean... Yeah, he, he uses it with Culp, which he shouldn't be doing. And he uses it with the kids, which you can understand he does. And he uses it with the wife and the mistress. Yeah. Which which is inappropriate. He should be... You're right. He should be a pack, approaching them from different uh, tactics. I mean, to be fair, they are just, like, walking into his hands at every single point. Yeah, which yeah. I think he maybe... I, I kind of like that, and he just completely uses that, too. Because, <laughs> Tem- I mean, there's a huge... The because there's this huge class thing in this, too. Because, I mean, you got, like, the the main two guys are these just rich, jerk, frat guys at this university that's on the beach in uh, oh, yeah. California. <laughs> and They're they beach, just... Beach you. Coop. Yes, Coop. yes. Oh, Coop. Coop and Justin. Cooper, Coop, Redman, and Justin Rowe. Um, but these guys just figure like they have everything handed to them. They can do whatever the hell they want to. So they say, they like, oh, we'll just kill a guy. Impregnate everyone. I mean, yes, want. that was weird. His yeah, dad's that, Alan guy's a, that guy's a walking advertisement for Planned Parenthood. And, he's, really he's, and also, uh, my wife and I were first watching it. Uh, she's like, oh, no, it's Bobby's friend from Twin Peaks. And yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Even other reason to dislike him. The guy who played Justin um, has a—he looks like the guy that J- James Spader beat to every role in the nineties. <laughs> That's a good one. I—I uh, yeah. I wrote down because I couldn't remember the characters' names when I was writing my notes. I—I I wrote down a series of derogatory euphemisms for both of them. Yes, and I should have—I <laughs> should have added that one. <clears throat> I have—I have the list right here if you'd like. For the, oh, for oh the, please, please do. For for Justin Rowe, it was a. Uh, the American werewolf in London looking motherfucker. 
B, and thematically, the I'm a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper, wouldn't you like to be a pepper too looking motherfucker? Because the same, are, the same, same guy, guy, same yeah. guy, exactly the same guy. Uh, I called him a shaved down Carmine Reguso. Huh. This All one, right. I don't know if it makes any sense. Yeah. A made-for-TV Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Or, or a poor man's Jerry Seinfeld. A poor man's, that's a better both way. Both of them, it. no, both of them. I like, I like the made-for-TV, though. <laughs> Except uh, by some a, sad level. Uh, a a roughed-up John Mulaney. <laughs> Rob Lowe's coked-up stunt double. <laughs> uh, anonymous, low-budget, oh. Hollywood campus comedy type B13. Uh, lead of the I don't understand this one to be honest <laughs> lead of the live action Go Go Gophers movie I don't I, he I don't just know seems, Go Go Gophers is that's an old cartoon you, go, go, you are go, throwing go, in some deep go, cuts John yeah, I don't I'm know. a one percenter and uh, eyebrows McDimples was what I <laughs> And uh, what would what, you have for a band? What would you have for uh, for Coop? Coop for Coop? For, for, I have. For, I'm sorry, for Cooper Coop Redmond. What'd you have for him? Cooper. Um, I, I had I had impregnator. Here's a here's a one percenter. Uh, Rob Liefeld's Ron Howard. <laughs> oh, guys, <laughs> nice. Uh, a D tangerined Donald Trump. <laughs> a pink praying mantis. <laughs> uh, five feet of legs under a howdy duty puppet. <laughs> uh, the Beach Boy from Brazil. <laughs> Albino Play-Doh in a members-only jacket. Uh, <laughs> a, a baffled moon. And, uh, okay. The last one it was Dylan Todd, who's just actually a guy I know. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did, did, did you think he had the look of uh, a love rival from Saved by the Bell? That's pretty good. Oh yeah. He yeah. looks like somebody in Saved by the Bell who was trying to get somebody else to smoke cigarettes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Don't you Hopefully. want to be cool, shriek, or whatever their names were? Actually, knowing Coop's character, he's probably the person in Saved by the Bell who was trying to convince someone to have an abortion. Uh, <laughs> that, that special episode. Very special. Yeah, that, that special, special one. Episode. Every single special episode. Um, oh, what's the thing I was going to bring up? Oh, okay, so, so these two guys, these two uh, would-be killers... In college, um, why wasn't there a script credit uh, for? I guess not even script credit. Just say based on the story of Leopold and Loeb, or they almost based say that, on the yeah. screenplay of Rope. Rope. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's exactly that's exactly what they're doing. Which I mean, at I the end of the movie, when they unwisely confess, uh, their explanation is almost, "Haven't you ever heard of Leopold and Loeb?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was I was pointing this out to RJ too that I think there's a nod to Strangers on a Train because Ooh. one of the guys is an Oedipus obsessed, uh, uh, self important genius who hates his father, and the other guy's uh, a tennis pro. Oh God, yes. Oh yeah. yeah. And I honestly think that supports Richard's theory about a ton of cocaine because that must have seemed like a good idea when they were high. Or they just, oh, got, they them, or they just got them confused. The two cool. <laughs> Wait, that, that was a Hitchcock movie that he had the tennis guy and yeah. the old and the old man under the uh, carousel. That was Rope, right? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's a great idea. Great idea. Great idea. God, You're the amazing. fucking carousel. Amazing. Oh, let's not get off on that. We'll talk about. I can talk about it for a long time. So yeah, these guys. Oh, oh, and you brought up the the Oedipal thing. That's such a creepy scene when that Justin oh. guy, he's at his parents' house, he's helping his uh, uh, dowager mother uh, get dressed for dinner, and he's just like feeling her shoulders and kissing her neck in a way that eh, sons don't often kiss mother's necks. Yeah, that lingering kiss on the neck. Such a lingering look, you kiss. You look beautiful. He either mm. wants to make out with his mom or he wants to make out with Coop. I'm not sure which one. I think he one. calls her gorgeous. Too. Yes, oh yeah, he does. 
Well, it's a bit complimentary there. You you brought up something there, RJ, that that Coop and uh, Justin are clearly lovers, aren't they? I had a question about that. I don't know. They because, are lovers. I mean, there's that there's that scene like when we first uh, see them together, uh, when they find out that the uh, where, where um, Justin shows in the, the test RC the RC um, truck the RC tube. car says RC, yeah. get it or I got it or something. I got it. Yeah. So he goes in there, and at the end of that the scene ends up with them uh, doing some healthy wrestling. Yeah, some tic- a tickle party. Yeah, and then what, what does it cut to? Oh, I know. What does it, oh. it cuts immediately to Coop waxing surfboards on the Boards. beach. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I was actually, one of my notes here is, is that a metaphor? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? So. sex wax. Uh, <laughs> and then, I mean, like, and then Coop immediately gets berated by uh, Alan Fudge for. Yes, Alan Fudge. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, Alan Beautiful Fudge. Alan Fudge. Yeah. For impregnating too many girls. Impregnating more girls than you're supposed to. Yeah, so to it seems like that scene's trying to overcompensate for what happened in the, yeah, the one before. Or, you know, oh, you're so, so horny for ladies and not your bi- roommate. Bisexuality. Yeah. At the angled. An underline for immorality, the, though. The 90s <laughs> episodes were all about sex. Yeah. A lot of them were, yeah. Always. Wait, wait, John. Please. Yeah. Please, for the love of God, tell me that George went one ain't. Oh, tell me the George oh, Went one ain't about sex. It's it's I nothing. Hate... It's nothing. Oh, but no, sex. nothing but it's pure wall to wall. Oh, jeez. All Fuck right. If, if you've ever wanted holes. to see All George right. Went in uh, bondage gear, RJ, All right. this is going to be the one. It's, at the end of it, he's more like George Spent. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, no, actually, there is there is a sex angle in the George Went one as well. Okay, but yeah. it's you know it's handled in different ways because Butterfly and Shades. Well, are it's great. handled. It's handled gently. It's handled with uh, care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Butterfly and Shades of Grey had a sex angle. It had like a, a, a an incestuous angle. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, remember heck of one. Yes, and uh, well, I mean, and you, I, th- th- there's the sex therapist. Th- there's the one with the artist who's uh, got a menage a trois going on with his wife and his mistress who live in different houses next door to him. I haven't seen that one yet. Spoiler alert: that sounds hot. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. Um, no, that's uh, <coughs> that's uh, big love. I think. I mean, even describing. yeah, even the, the, it's, um, it's a. Kinky Bob Ross. Even the, <laughs> so, Bob Ross. Yes. Uh, even, even like One the, hopes. the arrangement of the beds in their um, room at the frat house is even odd because they're yeah, just so they know, can... at this odd angle, so they can do their uh-huh. oh, what you thinking about thing every single night. Oh, murder! Exactly. Oh, well, this is, this is that scene where they decide to come up with the murder because this is the thing you, you mentioned. Their excuse at the end. Their excuse at the end is not their excuse when they come up with the murder. <laughs> Plan. No, yeah, no. So that's completely, yeah. Because makes... their ex- their excuse and their reason seems to be, I don't want to get in trouble with daddy, right? But <laughs> yeah, you would think like if they got to the point then where they're like, oh, we can get away with this because we can. Put some dialogue about that towards the beginning. In the beginning, yeah, because that would fit with the <clears throat> other one. I mean, I don't know. There's it's, not a uh... lot of thought that goes into this episode. I got no. I don't want to be no. that blunt, but no. In fact, and, and one of the things I disliked most intensely is a thing. It's a basic Columbo formula thing. They really, really mess with. So, like, they see, you see them commit the murder. They're sitting in class. And the mm-hmm. way the murder is committed is um, the uh, locking, the remote locking mechanism on the truck is what triggers the gun. And the way they see where to shoot the guy, they've got a little camera, a little camcorder in there. And so yeah. uh, Coop has this little Sony watchman to look at the exact circle when the professor bends over his car and they hit the beep beep thing to shoot him. That's great. 
But they don't show you that exact process until it's in flashback at the end of the episode, which you don't do that in Columbo. No, no, I, no. I, I had a big problem. With oh, the flashback. I had a huge oh. problem with that. They shouldn't have just. They should have just not done the flashback. Just leave no. that out because that's 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 some like emergency road bullshit. There is what that is. Right. You know, and that's I, not Columbo. So the big leagues don't do that. that. Yeah, exactly. Get, that, get that weak shit a, off my track. Don't do that. Yeah, again, cocaine. Yeah. I, I think every time something in this episode comes up, we can just say cocaine, or just or just or just sloppiness and laziness. I think. Yeah, I would. Also. I, I watched the episode again just before the call and paid close attention to that. And I think even cheaper than not showing you the actual murder. They don't show. Yeah. They they hint. They like show him looking at his lap, and looking at each other, and getting the key out. And it's much more. Oh, it's very frustrating. And they don't even show it's a small TV set. He just no, they, they show didn't. Him, they show him. They cut away just as he's taking it out of the case, and then you right. don't see it again until yeah, the flashback at the oh, very yeah. end of the episode, which is. Ugh, and so on. when we get to the point in the episode where we find out that this had been broadcast, yeah, and picked up on a satellite <laughs> dish, which by the way, no, it's, it's straining credulity enough that a car alarm or a car lock could be triggered. Key, yeah, key yeah, yeah. from like three floors up through like layers of through concrete, concrete and no. concrete. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's that, that was one of my main problems with it. Key fobs don't work over ten meters. No, right. let alone through concrete. Yes, and uh, I mean honestly, the if if he had spoken into a lapel mic <laughs> and said "murder car, kill the professor," it would have made <laughs> slightly that more been sense. Awesome. I would have loved been that. Amazing. Oh, I would have Columbo versus Murder Car. Yes, uh, a TV really show called Murder Car. I like that. Oh, Maybe that's what this was. Maybe this is Colombo acting as an antibody. Pilot. Oh, is working <laughs> as an antibody to stop Murder Car because oh, Murder Car be. turned evil. And yeah. the thing is that the method they choose to murder. I've got three problems with it. One, the key fob doesn't yep. work uh, at that distance. Nope. The second one is the calibration <clears throat> to work out right. exactly where that bullet so is going to fire. Get it right to the level you've got to balance them both up. You've got to adjust the camera slightly so it's going to... Because the camera isn't going to show you where the gun's aiming exactly. No. You've got to spend a lot... Of, they seem to just throw that together in a couple of minutes. His head's going to be there, yeah. Yeah. Like they've done and, it before. Yeah, like they've done it before. And then... Uh, murder it, house! In the, murder house! <laughs> in the reveal where Columbo like, put, lifts up the hood, I believe, not the bonnet. Very hood, good, yes. Of of the most inconspicuous car I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, that's another. Th- we'll get to that, I'm sure. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, that rig. You can't close the hood onto the rig. No, it's a it's massive. It. it I, I, there is no physical way in any way that murder works. And then Columbo shows a great deal of laissez-faire attitude towards health and safety oh, yeah. by actually shooting a dummy in the head. Oh, with everybody While there down were people there. just milling around. Yes. Yeah. And Kate, what if that? What if it had misfired? Why did it been off? He's, he's showing it to the kids <laughs> when he's showing it to the crime crew or whatever we're supposed to treat yeah. those kids as. Those those forty year old kids. Yes. <laughs> we know for a fact, by the way, one of those kids was the daughter of the director, and she was thirty eight, thirty nine. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So we've we've invented a backstory for her. She's recently divorced. She's decided she always wanted to be a criminologist. So she's saying this continuing education course at the local right. university. It's it's very Aww. nice. It's a very inspiring story of hers. By she's the way, by the way, can can we just give props to one of the greatest names I've ever heard on a director, Edward oh, it, uh, Egbert uh, Egbert Warnerdink. That that's his full name. 
Oh, I, I just knew EW. Oh my Edgar god, that's beautiful. Dink Swackhammer, which, by the way, is now my official name for my penis. You can, <laughs> you know. but you see why uh, you went by EW. Yeah. yeah, you can. E EW Swackhammer is is now my dong's name. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Swackhammer time. It Stop Swackhammer time. Are you going to call it Eggbird for short? Are you going to be like on a oh, basis? I, I totally. I just couldn't believe it. And you know what's odd? He that guy was like one of those just grinded out journeyman directors. Oh yeah, he tons of. And actually, he directed um, oh, episodes of Macmillan and Wife. And McLeod, back for the NBC Mystery Movie. Never Columbo, Ooh. but he actually worked on the franchise. Oh, right, okay. Quincy, so what I, yeah. What I, what I really like about him, by the way, is that uh, he is German, born in Berlin. Mm-hmm. And in I'm sure the name Egbert von Edding Schwachhammer oh. is like John Smith. Oh. But also, <laughs> oh. But also he's a junior. Hold. He's the second man in his family named Egbert von Edding Schwachhammer. Nobody wants a junior Schwackhammer. Hold, <laughs> hold the phone. Yes, RJ. In 1991, he directed the unpicked up pilot for Look Well. The Look Robert well. Smigel and Conan O'Brien show that they wrote oh. and created, starring Adam West as a former mystery TV star, trying to solve crimes but being very incompetent at it. Wow. How, did I, how have I never heard of this? Oh, it's on YouTube, I'm sure. You've got to watch <laughs> it as soon as we're done tonight. It's a half-hour sitcom. It didn't make it. Todd Field is in it. Um, it's written, a, by, written by Smeagol and, o, and Conan O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. They did it. Um, uh, yeah. Back. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. He directed that. I love that. That's one of my favorite comedy things of all time. So, yeah, uh, Richard, go look that up on YouTube uh, when we're done it, here. It's is hilarious. Is it possible that maybe we mistook <clears throat> Columbo Goes to College and it's actually a clever comedy? Looking at his other credits, no. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you something. There are a few things in this where I noted it down. I'm trying to find it in my notes. I noted it down. Where Columbo's delivery and things he says has a slight hint of Frank Drebin about it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, there is some total Drebinness uh, going on with Columbo in this. I can't. I, I, I'm go, ahead, desperately... go ahead and search your notes because speaking of Columbo, uh, there's one thing he did in the show that I think is inexcusable ah. he's address he's teaching he's co-teaching guest teaching guest lecturing i guess it's called <laughs> at a a college criminology class and one of the students flat out asks him you know do you ever fake evidence which is a huge crime if he were to admit that oh yeah and columbus response is no but i certainly do violate search and seizure laws yeah <laughs> just really cheerily breezily says oh i break into houses all the time well, what's interesting too about that too? He tells them things like he talks talks about uh, luck is a huge part of it. He ends up getting lucky in this turn the case. Um, yeah, that falsifying evidence thing to people. He does that in this case. And I mm-hmm. it seemed like there was a third thing that came up, not the uh, legal search procedure. Seems like there's a third thing he mentioned that he also did do. Oh, he mentions the he mentions the chewing gum and the cheese, which came from the episode that was before it. Yeah, um, I was going to ask if that was a real thing. That was a real episode. Yeah, yeah, that, that's oh! a, that's an episode that has. Um, it's the last Pat McGowan episode. Yeah, oh, Pat McGowan. Yeah, and, it's actually a really good episode. There's oh, a couple. Of, there's a couple of uh, uh, mentions uh, in this of uh, things like just little callbacks. To old Columbo episodes, um, I'll I'll find it because my oh. notes are a little bit messy this time. I'm that's, afraid, guys. That's the thing that's so frustrating is there's a bunch of good Columbo stuff there. It's just surrounded by acres and acres of nonsense and garbage. Oh, that's what's so, so frustrating hard. about it. Because at the core of it, 
uh, Columbo's okay in this, but then everything yeah. else around Columbo, oh my god, it's nigh unwatchable. This is also a really good premise if you if you have no idea for a Columbo plot and you want to throw together an idea, say, oh, it's a different murder method. Well, no, just say put Columbo in rope. How would he solve rope? Yeah, put yeah, Columbo yeah. in strangers on a train. How would he solve strangers on a train? Yeah. that's not a bad way to do it. Is to take your detective who has a, a really unique way of handling crimes, put him in a famous fictional one, and play it out and. That would be good. But then you get sloppy uh, and lazy, uh, and yeah. this is what happens. And do a lot of cocaine. <laughs> yes, then do a lot of cocaine. Yes. A lot of it. <laughs> there, there, there uh, was, the thing I, I noticed was there was a mention that his coat uh, looked like it was from a homeless shelter, which is a oh, callback yeah. to an early episode right. where he goes to a homeless shelter, and the nun tries to give him a new coat. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Nice. Yep. Oh. Um, and also, like you said, has Columbo ever? When it's, it, it, the guy asks, "Has Columbo ever made up evidence?" I was like, uh, "Yes, all the time." Pearl in the, Pearl in the umbrella arrests a guy's son to get him to confess. Right. Contact lens in the trunk. Yeah, I was yeah. hoping they would mention that one actually because yeah. that's the first Culp episode. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, subliminal cuts. That's another Culp episode where he blatantly entraps uh-huh. him. Negative oh, right. in the back of the camera with um, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Yep. Yeah. I just the list goes on and on about the number of times Columbo's seriously broken the law. Oh, and I, I don't know if this would count as a reference or it's just them falling back on a crutch. Uh, you've got the murder suspects trying to throw him off the trail by implying that the uh, uh, murder victim knew had knew some big secrets that could have gotten him killed. Oh yeah, Let's he was going to write about secrets. Yeah, I think yeah, the first one. Um, the actually, book. the, uh, the second book. Shatner one too. He yeah. did that same thing, trying to say, like, oh, well, he was doing some crazy reporting. That probably got him murdered. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that's referencing or they just thought, oh, that worked before. Uh, look around, seeing piles of paper. Oh, let's use this one. And then they just did that. Yeah. It seems more likely <laughs> that's, somehow. That's a real likely. Yeah, the 90s might have been, like, hitting that a little heavy. Oh. <sighs> and the savings and loan. It brought this, I forgot all about the savings and loan scandal for, like, years until this brought it up. <laughs> so good, so good for you, episode for reminding me yeah. of some late '80s, early '90s. While well, doing some research about this episode, uh, I, I want to mention the awful '90s rock music that opens. Yeah, oh, John, so... John, this I'll... is your turn to shine. Allow me. Okay, oh, John's found out this exactly. Because I, I, John, my note for proceed. that is my, proceed. My, my, my thing I wrote down was cheap Van Halen. I thought it was some fake nice. thing. I had no idea, but it turns out no, no. Uh, so you know, I'm. I'm I'm watching the episode and rewatching the episode, and I blame not noticing this on the fact that I I was obsessed with how lovingly they were shooting Coop's legs. <laughs> they were. Yeah. I I need to mention this. The opening portion of the episode <laughs> is like it's like a showcase for the long ass legs of that albino Play-Doh <laughs> dude. Uh, but while they're playing it, I realize, wait a minute, that's Arthur. They're playing "Poor Rich Boy" from this by Ambrosia from the soundtrack oh, no, to Arthur. A, oh my God, it's Ambrosia, cheapers. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. In 1990, a bunch of students are really into the Arthur soundtrack. Oh sure, swept the nation along with those uh, black tie and board short parties, <laughs> which are a real thing. I looked it up. In right. uh, college, college kids, especially in frat houses, they'll have these parties to this day where they wear tuxedos on top. And then uh, long swim trunks in the bottom, and then get uh, get hammered. Like, oh, all yeah. right, good for you. Kids. I'm pretty sure they won't be doing that in like Chicago, though, will they? 
No, I'm sure they do it like in the spring and summer there in Northwest. Yeah, mm, it's probably still cold though. Usually about forty degrees. Okay, so does that July. mean that the, does this mean that the opening song was written by Burt Bacharach? It was indeed. Oh, it was. Okay, thank no, God. Because that, that's oh what God. I was astonished by. Because I was like, Burt Bacharach wrote the song for the opening. For the opening I think he this. might oh have only God. done lyrics because uh, Poor Rich Boy is literally tells the story of Arthur. It is. <laughs> In that perfect Bacharach style where everything is like there's a start, a middle, and ending. All the what? elements of the story are in wait, it. Wait, hold, hold on. What year did that film come out? 80, 80 or 81. So nearly a decade later, they picked that as the hot, awesome college song to establish the fact that we're going all around college fraternities. Like all those fraternity movies you've been watching in popular culture for years. They use an Ambrosia song written by Burt yeah. Bacharach from the soundtrack to Arthur. This it makes me... Been... That's insane! <laughs> Why? What it was is... that choice? Why did they make that choice? Mo- Good cocaine. Or cheap. Oh, you think the, writer... <laughs> the writers were listening to it over and over. That's just, this album is amazing. we got to get it I in the show. No, that's usually, that's usually on the side of like the, uh, the, the directors, producers, that yeah. sort of thing. I can only think it's like, hey, it sounds like a hot rock song, <laughs> and we can get it cheap. We don't have to pay the royalties forever so sure yeah we'll use that this makes me think we need to go back to murder of a rock star and find out if that running down the highway on a one-way street song is they a real use, song they use that so often it seems like they, <laughs> they would have just ended up using like a their own like doing an original so they wouldn't have to pay every single time but they, they did in the in the johnny cash episode they used sunday morning coming down like five times what is that oh no it's chris Thompson. yeah yeah so Maybe. I think I'm going to go back and look. It might be a real song. Let's see if we can. I'm going to assemble a Columbo playlist. And oh, we'll, oh, that is the great I don't thing. think. I don't think Please we do. want to listen Please to do. that. Because it's not good. <laughs> do you have nothing? You have something against Burt Bacharach? I never, I never cared for Arthur. So, and that song was a weird song. So, I, it is a weird song. I just, I can't believe. I just, I, I'm flipping. I feel like I, I feel I'm having like trouble gathering my thoughts. I think this is this things. is good that we've introduced wow. you to this incredibly shitty episode because eventually <laughs> you will get to the George Went episode and you're going to need to be tough. Yeah, that's you are. true. You're going to have to man up a little bit. Yeah, look at those calluses. <laughs> look at those bad Colombo calluses. Now, can I say one thing I liked about this episode? Sure, please, please, please do. Okay, one thing I liked about this episode is that it has a parallel with uh, uh, my second favorite episode of all time which is on troubled waters where it's pure Columbo from the beginning. He's on the boat. Oh yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. I absolutely adore that one. That's a Robert Wagner. one. No, not no, Robert no. Um, um, Robert. Oh. Anyway. Yes. I'm blanking it too. This is the set. Only the uncle. second time that Columbo meets the murderers before the murder is yes, committed. That's and a it's weird the thing. first time yeah. that Columbo finds the body. Oh, is it? Is it? Yeah, you're right. That would make sense if he's yeah, he's the... never there before it happens. And he delivers the most '90s line I've ever heard written, which was, uh, uh, "Tell them there's a homicide detective on the scene, and it appears to be murder." That's pretty good. <laughs> Robert Vaughn. Robert Vaughn. Yes, Thank Vaughan. you. There we go. Thank you. Popped into my head. Dean Stockwell too. Oh yeah, Dean, oh, Stockwell, Dean Stockwell is great in that. In that. Oh, it and took... And also, uh, Dr. Dr. Can Bombay. Can we talk about that episode? Dr. Bombay, too. <laughs> Wait, yes, no, no, we're we gotta done. stop. Let's, we're we're gonna done. Stop. Let's talk, let's talk no, about it. No. Yeah, no, we're not. Different episode. No. Uh, and also, we'll, we'll get there. Is this the first time? Because I thought this was quite graphic. Is this the first time that you see proper blood splatter? 
Oh, that was gross. Yeah, maybe. I don't it know. It looked like somebody shot his Capri Sun. It didn't look gross. I mean, it, <laughs> but I mean, looked, the implication that like they're blood, showing it. But, but the yeah. implication but, you're seeing the splatter on his car. I mean, we we watched Dick Van Dyke shoot himself in the leg, and there was nothing. And then he's just like, "Oh, my jeans! A little bit of a boopsie. My jeans have a hole." Yeah, exactly. Oh well. Now I think I think because it was the '90s and uh, they couldn't show the gay sex that was clearly going on in that college. And if you can't have sex in the '90s, you may as well have some blood. Well, also part of it was I think it was competition with other shows too, because I think by this point, what was it? 87, 88, they had a full disemboweling on camera on Matlock in one episode. So they wow. felt like they had to compete. No, they didn't. No. Oh, okay. God. Uh, they wouldn't put a disemboweling on Matlock. I really wanted them to. Oh, I know. Well, they, yeah, they did when they uh, replaced the uh, first assistant guy. <laughs> they fired that guy. That's a disemboweling. That's terrible what they did to that guy. I don't know. Ooh, I've, I've not seen those. that one. Yeah, I know. Do you know what I, I just found out? I'm doing a little, a little surfing while we talk. Oh, Dean, good. Dean, Dean Stockwell's again. Uh, Dean Stockwell's brother's in this. What? Really? Guy Stockwell, which is, by the way, so beautiful that there's again. two brothers named Dean and Guy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and also another great name for a penis. Mm-hmm. Another one? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, it he says playing? here he, he played the club owner. Club. Oh, oh, the guy at the bar. He's like, yeah, I've been ex- expecting you. It's about that professor, right? Oh, do you know what no, I wrote it's, about it's, that guy? Go ahead. Uh, the, he looked. He looked like a. Uh, he looked like an even more drunk Orson Welles. There yeah. you go. Uh, I don't know if that was him or if it was the. Do they have a different credit for the Mater D? Yeah, they have a different credit for the Mater D. So yeah, I guess that was the club owner. Huh. Well, the Mater D's. Yeah, when, when Columbo's the, the silent sequence where he's going to rest, that one restaurant, the Mater D just gives him the bums rush right away. Doesn't get a word out. He's like just pushing him out the door. No, so no, Mister Rowe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, that. I'm no, that... oh, sorry. Oh, I I wrote down uh, no Mr. Rowe, but there is a mystery. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you have no idea how happy I was when I wrote that down. I did, oh, no. I'm I delighted. I, I can dance. imagine. I can imagine pretty happy. I am literally delighted. I almost <laughs> I almost fell out of my chair just now. <laughs> It's actually one of my. Uh, uh, it's actually one of my suggested uh, alternate titles, the Mister O Mystery. Let <laughs> <laughs> me say if there were a show starring a guy named Mister Rowe who solved mysteries. Oh, uh, you've got a you've got a pilot there. There you go. You can run up against Murder Car. <laughs> nice. Murder Car. We got Murder Car. We've got the Mister Rowe Mysteries. We've Creighton's got Law. Creighton's Law, and then oh, that reminds me. All oh, right. As as minimal as Robert Culp's role was as Jordan Rowe, he still, of course, brings the Robert Culp to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it made me really want to see a courtroom drama where Jordan, criminal attorney Jordan Rowe is pitted against defense attorney Dabney Coleman as Hugh Creighton huh. on Creighton's Law. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Which, the scene where uh, Columbo talks to Robert Culp in this one actually reminded me of of the, I guess not a similar scene, but one of the scenes in uh, murder of a rock star where Peter Falk talks to Dabney Coleman, because it was the same world building for no purpose. Oh they, yeah. They were both trying to establish the backgrounds of, of the characters, but nothing was really drawn out of it. No, that we didn't already know. So kind of a waste, unfortunately. And actually, on, on that thing, there was a big, I thought, kind of wheel-spinning, time-wasting segment. Um, so Columbo, he's trying to set a little uh, trap there. He calls 
uh, back to the police station. Says, hey, was were there plane tickets in these, uh, the professor's briefcase? No. So he goes to uh, the widow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, he's going to go to uh, Arizona. No. Goes to the ex-mistress. You know he's going to Arizona. No, no, no. Then he goes to the uh, the two idiots during their uh, b- board <laughs> short black tie party. He yeah. mentioned it and make up this whole story. Like, oh yeah, we knew all about this. You didn't need to have him going to the other two people because he already knows at that point it's going to be them. He could just go directly from that phone call to the idiots, and that backs up his theory that it's the idiots. Yeah, but it's a, it's a trope was... of Columbo that they occasionally add scenes in for time, isn't it? Well, yeah, I know, but I thought this was a particularly egregious and lousy one. Oh, because... Egregious and lousy is the description that's, of this episode. very true. You're right. That's the Fair alternative enough. title. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, and speaking of uh, the widow and the, um, the uh, ex-mistress, uh, whose houses both have enormous windows, both right. places, giant windows, um, the mistress... Her her husband, the coach, whom she's been cheating on, that guy's mentioned so many times. Do you never see the coach? Never. I see thought the he coach. was. I really thought he was going to play some role. Yeah, yeah. Except I, I there's a bunch of trophies. Him. There's a bunch of trophies in the mantelpiece because, like, it oh was, look, it's a coach's house. They always put trophies in the mantelpiece. Loving cups. He was, he uh, was busy running a bar in in Chicago, wasn't he? I don't know. Uh, this that whole thing was. He was. He was here in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I, was, That's the right. team yes, was he was playing in Seattle. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the team was playing Seattle. So, these, these so guys, they were winning, is what he was saying. These guys, um, they follow the professor uh, on the night when they're really mad at him about uh, turning him in. And so, yeah, he goes to turn left. like, wait, doesn't the professor live that way? Oh, he's probably with the coach's wife. Oh, they, the, team's, the team's in Seattle tonight. Like, oh, my God. Like, I never knew any of that information at any given moment in, like, four years of college. I never knew any of that. No. Like, where and, my and professors Coop, live. Coop, Coop recognizes the coach's wife's car. Yes, and they, they oh, recognize yeah, the coach's so wife. I couldn't ha- tell you what a coach's wife looks like in my college. I, no. think that's a, I think that's a class thing, though, and we were talking about Rope earlier, which is a, which is a play where it's not abnormal for college students to be fraternizing with their professors. I guess so, but these guys wasn't the case. They were not friends. No, they were not. But I think I think it. I think they might have established that well enough that I wouldn't kick about it because we know that Roe is really into like eavesdropping and picking up secrets, and he's a little snitch. Yeah. So he's probably doing a lot of searching of that. And I think they might be trying to to reflect the high level of class that. You know, a tenured professor and an eighteen-year-old snot-nosed rich boy are about on the same class level. Or, or they're just creeps. Or they're just huge creeps. They're huge creeps. Yeah, they got, they got everybody's map, houses mapped out in their little creep maps back at the front. <laughs> when oh. uh, speaking of all this, when do you think Columbo figured it out? By the way, I think no, Mister Rowe. Yes, that's no, Mr. Rowe. it. Yes, at the bar. Yeah, yeah, the bar, the bar where they go after class every uh, oh, the, week the Western, to talk about the, scary the, mysteries. The one that's yeah, the, in. Bakersfield also looks like some shit kicker bar in Bakersfield. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the uh, I noted that down. Why are the students in a Western saloon I, bar? I don't know. They had to drive a ways out of Los Angeles to get to that, didn't they, John? Wouldn't they? To drive up to Bakersfield to go to like uh, a Bob Everyone, Jones's saloon. Everywhere, everywhere you drive in uh, around Los Angeles is a ways. <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> so they just like stop off there quickly after uh, class to drink beer and. Uh, talk about try to scare each other with crazy mystery stories, which I, <laughs> who does that? No one. Does I really that. I hate these kids immensely, and yeah. I really oh, felt are. like this seemed to be like a pilot for a Saturday morning cartoon spinoff. 
Like it would be Columbo and the crime crew, and they'd have a talking dog that would help them solve <laughs> mysteries. Oh, God, it'd be like the Mr. T cartoon. Oh, it'd be absolutely. And the oh, dog would wear an overcoat and have a cigar. And... Yep. By the way, I was just scrolling through uh, Mr. Swackhammer's um, uh, IMDb page. <laughs> By which you that... mean the actual director and not your penises, right? Right. Well, obvi- yes. obviously, okay. although my penis does have a surprisingly large IMDb, IMDb page. Hey! <laughs> I never knew there was a TV show called Ten Speed and, Ten Speed and Brown Shoes. And Brown Shoes. Shoes. Yes, yeah. it's the... uh, Ben Vereen and Jeff Goldblum, I believe. Get Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. I want. Wait. How has these escaped me? It sounds like the greatest show I've ever never heard of. I think I've only seen a little bit of it. We're going to do that after we're done with Just One More Thing. Actually, no. We're going to, after Just One More Thing, we're going to do another show that Swag Camber directed, uh, The Cosby Mysteries. So we'll be (laughs) talking about That'll be our next one. The most awkward podcast in history. Yeah, Yeah. jeez. Uh, will, yeah, you guys, uh, will you guys be on my Quincy podcast that I'm going to start up on you finish this? In a oh, yes. sure. Sure. It's going to be called, it's going to be called Me on Quincy Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, it is now, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, oh, yeah, when we were talking about uh, just the question I asked a second ago about when Columbo knew, and it was the no row, and then when he finds out Justin's last name is Roe. Name's Roe. But I honestly kind of feel like he should have suspected – the second the professor was dead, because he he's Columbo. He must have noticed Coop and Roe gr- noticing the professor leaving and then sneaking looks under their laps the whole time. And then when the yeah. then looking back up, it's not like they were playing with mobile phones or or even after that, when they're actually in the garage and instead of Justin going up one flight of stairs to where there is a telephone, he drives right. the murder uh, monster truck. Out of the garage, goes around the long driveway, then runs in to use a phone to call 911 and alert the uh, security guy. That should have been a bit of a thing. Also, and then seeing like the actual shell casing after that in the driveway. Yeah. It's like, all of that seems like it should have been putting it together right there. I mean, the only str- other thing in the garage, directly across from his car, <laughs> the angle that he was shot from. That really yeah. should have done it. We yeah. should have done it. And and I I didn't understand why like Justin did that whole thing with the with the security cameras. I understood he had to get rid of one of them, but he just automatically set himself up as like when they go, well, we didn't rec- we didn't get the footage from that particular security camera that would have showed you where the murderer was. Oh, did you save the who saved the tape? Justin. Oh, well, that's a hint. Yeah, no. I, I, mean, I, I also think... love the way the guard gra- went back to grab his nightstick before he ran <laughs> off to solve them. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. Somebody's been murdered. I need a stick to hit people oh, with. Oh, I didn't catch yeah. that. Welcome, welcome oh, to America. Geez. Oh, and until yeah, we don't like the, using the, guns here, so they have there to were, use a nightstick. There were a few things I noticed about that security guard. One, why throughout the '90s were security guards allowed to watch TVs at their desk? Because that is never a good sign. And the second one was the security guard was watching the basketball with headphones on, but the sound on the television turned up. Yeah, I, I was just like, yeah. oh, he was probably uh, listening to Ambrosia <laughs> while watching got, the game. I, there's one thing about the security camera shots that utterly infuriate me. Oh yes, and oh, you yes. may not. I took uh, keeping in mind I've watched this three times in the last four days. So you oh, probably so would never sorry. notice. Yeah, oh, I'm so sorry, sorry John. Oh, God, that's but horrible. there's there's the shot when the professor is walking. He walks past the monitors, then he goes into the garage, and there's the shot of him on the monitor screen walking towards his car. Yeah. 
And you can just see the other screens, the other security screens, and they're playing mm-hmm. assorted footage of the garage. The one to its immediate left is playing the footage of Columbo entering the garage, driving oh, in. <laughs> they dear. couldn't just loop nothing on it. They had so you just see Columbo's car go zoop right past. Oh boy! You know, and it's uh, that's cheap. Columbo, uh, Columbo trope when he turns up in his car and he parks it, bangs it into the wall. Yeah. Yes. Love that. Columbo. A lot of good Columbo. Yeah, the class stuff is in here really heavy. Uh, um, actually, the dog is in it via photograph. That was lovely. I didn't spot that until the, the second or third watch. Through, and, and when, dog, it, when he goes, that's my niece with the dog. Yeah, dog is, is with dog. A, dog is with a niece, so some sort of relation. Yeah. Um, and yeah, people making fun of the car, people making fun of his clothes. So there's a lot yeah. of core they, Columbo things in here. At one point, those two <clears throat> C words that I'm not allowed to say on an American podcast yes. actually say, do you think Pet Columbo's parents are related? Yes, I, I was, want, I want, I want I was so angry. Screen I want to punch those jerks. Them. Yes. Oh. They do a Bill and Ted finger waggle as well. Oh, that thing. Yeah. I, I oh. captured that for, this, for the screen caps. Yeah. That was, oh, marvelous, because that, that annoyed me. Oh, my God, those guys. Uh, Again, uh. I, I just screamed cocaine at, the sc- at my screen and punched it. <laughs> well, I, Is that the C word? He, though he That's does do it. a pretty good Columbo impression when That's he gets in the true. car. Yes. That was, it's definitely better than the... any of us have ever done. Uh, after, that, after that weird true. scene where they're doing like the old-timey language but oh i know june and she's a pretty decent gal you know i oh, keep, I keep trying to tell him life's not just a peppermint, peppermint candy. candy it's like what <laughs> oh god oh, it's so oh, I mean, so a... much about this episode this guy's gonna swallow anything oh no that's back to the gay sex isn't it yeah there you go oh, oh um <laughs> the thing is at the end though you're so happy to see these guys get it you're so happy to see these that guys was mitigated go. though by by them not having a real motive anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And then also saying, you'll never prove it. We'll be out. Like, no, because you just confessed in front of all of these people and several police officers. And he proved without beyond a reasonable doubt that's how it, the hell it happened. And your car was there. And, yeah. yeah. But he's still thinking, like, you haven't seen the last of us, copper. No, yeah, we have. You're done. I do, I, to go back to, I'm going to point out a thing I liked again. Uh, I, the bit where he talks to, because it's just after the finger waggle Bill and Ted thing, uh, Columbo goes and talks to the coach's wife. And I really liked her performance in that. Yeah, well, she, she was good. Yeah. She was just like, we talked, we cried. And it was got over. I was like, yeah. well, that is finally somebody's putting a bit of bloody effort into this. Ah, yeah, no, she <laughs> yeah, was it would have been nice if they had like used her for something more. Just kind of standing in her living room in front of the trophies. There's a lot of there's there's a lot of throwaway performance in this that I don't understand why it's in it. The press conference is a weird scene. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, with us and those two uh, professors you never see any other time, just kind of doing bit, and then they're gone. Yeah, and uh, what's the other? Oh, the 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 producer. Oh, the the news director. Oh god, her. Oh, she was great. Holy cow! (laughs) I really enjoyed her because she was so impatient and mad. If you wanted to know where all the cocaine was, Richard, it was in the news director. (laughs) Oh my god, she was so angry. But that was was just. It was just another Columbo trope where it's just like, oh, we're going to have to explain a modern technology that Columbo doesn't know about, despite the fact it's probably been used in several other episodes. That they must have told This has. RJ and I were talking before this about how often in the 90s, blown up photographs seem to play a role in Columbo nailing the kill. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, what was that one? It was the speeding one where she oh, like de- makes a woman murder yeah, rock wears the mask. Yeah, the photo mask. Oh, <laughs> I got it. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. Go on. Just... I, I want to make. I'm going to go make some Dabney Coleman in a, uh, in a <laughs> racing cap. cap yeah. Yeah. Uh. Oh, her name. Her name was Phyllis Diefendorfer. I know that was a silly oh, thing. That is a great name. Yeah, that is That's a like okay name. <laughs> weird. <laughs> Weird Walter Crankcase thing. It's very I feel like, they, like the writers might have been making fun of uh, Swackhammer. Yeah, Maybe. possibly. Probably. But also, would would a news show, if it had that footage, would it actually show the footage they showed? Because no. they sh- clearly show a man getting shot in the They no. say it in a weird way, because usually... The, we you do get you might, sensitive viewers might not want to watch. Right. And, and the broadcast uh, conveniently waits... The thirty seconds between the guys being told excitedly that there's something on TV they should see, and then walking over to the living room, and then the news story starts. Yeah, which that, I thought was uh, convenient to the news to do that to wait for them to come in. It's so nice, isn't it? It's yeah, so nice. I mean, on specific news channels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very. Oh god! Again, I screamed cocaine when that happened because it's just <laughs> such a tra- it's such a, a, a lazy piece of writing to just go. Well, how will Columbo find out about this? Maybe we should have a news report. Yeah, I did like clock is terrible. I did like the moment where Columbo in the in the news station had the revelation when the guy's like, "Hey, they make them so small they can stick them right up here." And he goes, "Thanks very much. Yes. Thanks very much." And then he stops, <laughs> has that moment where you see him realize, and he turns around, and just goes, "Thanks very much." Yes. Oh, small enough. Yeah, uh, lovely bit of performance. Because again, Falk is the best thing in this. Falk yep. is the best thing in yep. this, Easily. as Definitely. always. Well, that and, the... and oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You, you go, RJ. Nah, mine was I, I'm, I'm just mine. angry. Mine was silly. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm taking a look at the listing of uh, performers on here to see if there's any better names than Egbert Swackhammer. Oof, it's going to have to be a good one. It's going to be it... good. One. Now, now Cooper, of course, was Gary Hirschberger. Alan oh. Fudge ain't bad. Whose real name is Garrison Hirschberger, by the way. Oh, okay. All right, not too bad. Yeah. Alan, Fudge, Alan Fudge. Alan Fudge, good. Uh, uh, Mrs. Rowe, that's Justin's mother, was Mary Cheatham. Oh, uh, of the uh, of the, <laughs> uh, the old the old uh, Philadelphia law firm. The Philadelphia Cheathams, yeah. Did, uh, Dewey Cheatham and Howe, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, she, her maiden name is Dewey. Yes. Yeah. And then she got married uh, and was hyphenated to Howe. <laughs> Marie Dewey Cheatham Howe. Very nice. I believe that's a sentence, not a name. <laughs> oh, we've got to get you some Marx Brothers. Uh, Carl Wiedergott. It's not that's a bad a good one. one. Oh, that's pretty good. Also a possible good name for a dick. <laughs> uh, and speaking of which, uh, Dick Balduzzi. Dick Balduzzi. Dick Balduzzi, who played oh. the janitor, who was one of my favorite performances in here. Yes. He was such a jerk. He was the For no reason, he was a jerk. He I was so I... sing-song about being a jerk. Oh, let me get back oh, to my yeah. sweeping. Oh, yes. Marvelous. I, d- I just wrote down, love the janitor. Because so that's leaves... all, all, all you needed. So he leaves then. Yes. Obviously. Like, good. Get and, out of here. and when he goes, he really does a, he does a sing-song like, yeah, that's right, or whatever it is. But he kind of he kind of does a little mocking tone. Yeah, mm. no, he's, he's terrible. I like him. And that was just after Columbo smelt a pill. Yes, that's how you, well, yeah. I mean, he really does follow his nose on these cases. Yes. <laughs> but I couldn't understand. I'm like, why would smelling the pill? It, that's oh, one I'm... of the uh, the tips for criminology he failed to get to. It's right. you need a lot of luck, don't talk too much, smell pills. Yeah. 
Definitely smell uh, pills. And the cops, man, they love to sh- they love to shout out plot points in this movie. Uh, all the time. I, I, one thing that really made me laugh is when they've got the CCTV ready and uh, they're going through it. <laughs> uh, the video stops fast forwarding before they've compressed play again because it's clearly <laughs> oh, it's, right. they're not operating it manually. That no. happens so many times in this episode yeah. where you're just you're just like yep. that's not good. And he was uh, when he was uh. using oh, God when he was actually talking to uh, made for TV Woody Allen who was like, <laughs> your scene. Made for TV is a real good insult, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, Anyway, so he's talking about the murder scene over the television set, and it's obviously pre-recorded. And for the most part, but he accidentally talks over him at one point. Oops. Uh, Also also because he's talking into the radio at that point, isn't he? And and the guy's voice doesn't come from the radio. It comes from from the TV, which made me laugh every time. I, I would also say uh, when the, the first time they watched the CCTV footage, um, and he gives, um, and now you can tell we're in the 90s now because uh, beforehand in Colombo, you didn't see that many people of color, and they were usually a possible suspect. This right. time, the, the, there's, a, there's a black cop that he gives the most highly specific uh, instruction to, to go and get a list of restaurants Fancy what was ones. it like? Sir, it's fancy ones, but where you can get a light bite, you know, something simple and quick. Pasta within a certain radius, and he just goes ten minutes, and, and he two does minutes it. later He's comes back it. in and is just like, boom, there's the list, mate, got it. Should no have his own ball. show. He's got a no crack nothing. team in this episode, a crack team that doesn't give oh. him guff. They don't Bruno Kirby him at all. They just do what needs to be done. And that's <laughs> it. He he's Bam. ten speed. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> No brown shoes around here. It's all no crazy. brown shoes. He's ten speed. Also, I, I, one uh, one more thing that kind of bothered me. They don't really. So when he reenacts a crime, it's been like what a couple of weeks or one week or so uh, since a murder actually happened. Did they leave the professor's car down in that parking spot that entire week? So other faculty were walking past it for like seven days, <laughs> yeah. seeing the murder car with criminolog on the uh, what, license what plate. Other faculty. There were no other cars. That's in that true. That's, that's true. That. Yeah. So maybe yeah, that's it. No Everybody parks yeah. over at the other building. Everybody parks away from the murder garage. They, they've got just they've got <laughs> they've got a hall of criminology, and he's the only instructor. Yeah. <laughs> and all, all, I yeah, it was a bequest. I, they had to do it. I don't care like how deep into the criminology, how many years they've been studying this course. Surely the students would be a little bit more psychologically damaged by having found a murder body, to then just be like, yeah, let's just go back down and watch Columbo shoot a dummy in the head. They're yeah. so happy oh, about it, too. Oh, they're loving it. They go into the parking garage, they're like, hey, it's Columbo! Oh, hey, there's Professor's car, there's his weird vanity plate! Really, really hey. wanted to just replicated the murder of our beloved professor. Hey, buddy! Hey, I'm perfectly cool with this. Let's go for drinks in a Western The cocaine is bar. so good! Yeah, yeah it was yep. <sighs> Okay, so... <laughs> no, we're I all, think... We're all tired. I I think before before oh. we move on, uh, the, the thing that really gave it away, and this is the thing I've, I, I want you guys to explain to me, why when they planted the gun in the in the guy's car to frame it that turned out to be Columbo's wife's car, what was with the black power sign? The what? I didn't see that. We, they they plant the gun in the car, yeah, and then and then oh, uh, so too, I thought you meant Columbo like sticker in her window, but they did it. Oh away, yeah, yeah, and over Columbo he just goes. Coop, coop, and then Coop just gives this massive black power sign, fist raised in the air. And we I was learned just a like, lot about Coop today. 
We they, really did. They felt empowered. I don't know. I yeah, could, this, it, it, it was like the, the biggest signal of like, we're the murderers. Here. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was dumb. Oh. That was, yeah. Uh, Every, everything Cooper says or does feels to me like it came from a post-vacation but pre-Van Wilder National Lampoon franchise. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So I feel Play like the Black Power Salute. <laughs> so Black Power Salute is probably like some kind of or, like little gag he does with his friends. Here's 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 Coop. Here's what Coop is. Uh, you have another college film. It's not necessarily a comedy one, but it's more of an inspirational one where you've got like a. Uh, some like kid Rudy. from the some kid from the wrong side of the tracks gets a tennis scholarship to some hoity-toity fancy uh, West Coast university, and he's really got to work hard to make it. But there is like the tennis star at the college who's this uh, blonde jerk who's always a jerk to him. That's who Coop is. Coop is like the minor character, the uh, antagonist in that other college film. Uh, the guy you're rooting, true. the guy you're rooting against, that at the end goes. You're not bad, man. You got moves, and they shake hands at the end. Oh, That's yeah. Cool yeah. That's We're not cool going to. You did such good breakdancing. I'm not going to bulldoze the community center. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah. one of my one of my notes is calling it the uh, camp. Sorry, the college across. No, it's the camp across the lake. College. That was it. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. As we all know, yeah. as we all know, Coop is a B player, and he's only good for getting lit. Uh, li- young girls or little girls pregnant? I can't oh, remember I exactly young. what Culp said about him when they were eavesdropping. Oh, right, yeah. Culp said some terrible I, things. I, uh, I am worried friend. about the age of those girls that Coop is going with because he's 22 years old and that's uh, his dad says three times in 18 months for oh, three uh, different girls. Yeah. That There's is... There's a lot of disturbing stuff for, uh, la- uh, lapping at the edges of this one. Uh... That's do you guys want to know my alternative titles I came up with? Sure, it, we'll do it. that, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay, all right. Uh, Columbo Experiments in College. Mm-hmm. Uh, Columbo, It Takes Two to Bango. Nice. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, uh, Columbo, It's Only Murder When It's Not Abortion. Oh, dear. Ah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Sorry. John, John, what, do you, what would you call that, John? You might want to cut phrase that, for that And then, uh, obviously... What do you call that, John? I'm sorry, I don't. I, sexy dad, I have no, no idea. No. What you're calling me on the carpet? <laughs> that's 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 a rough chuckle. Well, that's a rough, rough chuckle. chuckle. Yeah, that's go. a rough chuckle. And then obviously Columbo, the Mister O mystery. Yeah, hey, there it is. Yeah, that's such a good one. Uh, I like uh, that. It's the I, best one. Do I need to bother uh, going around the horn here? And well, only if you want to hear my my metaphorical count. And let's just go with your metaphorical. <laughs> Please do, count. because otherwise uh, we just it's clear uh, we did not enjoy this one, barring for very very. Very infinitesimally small points of light in it. It was by and large a terrible episode, right? And we were agreed on this. Yeah, so let's go. Around. Let's just for just for. I got nothing else to say. Go ahead, uh, Richard. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Oh God, what to say? <laughs> um, do, do you know what? I love Columbo. I love Columbo. And uh, this is the episode I don't ever want to watch again. Oh, <laughs> I've watched it three times now. Oh God. I would watch. A thousand George Wentz. Ah, oh. before you, I had to watch this episode again. With, with its uh, thousand George Went episodes, the tender love making of George Went, you'd watch more oh. of those. That's saying a lot. An I would watch Columbo vision. go undercover. Actually, no, I'm not going to go that far. No, I, I, I have fond memories of this from childhood because of because of the ridiculous way the murder happened. But, but in, ter- in terms of Columbo, this this is this is in the uh, in the bottom of the list. I did not like it, John. 
I will I will say I will say two things. Uh, I'm currently watching for my own reasons the Swamp Thing television series from 1990. Okay. Is that because which you're is, a legend? Which is terrible. And I'm going to say <laughs> it's actually every episode I've seen, even the worst, is better than this episode of Columbo. Oh no. Yeah. Uh. And if I have to, but I mean, there's uh, there's nothing to reiterate. I think we've talked about everything that's stank in this. Yeah. Just so there's room for me to rate the George Went episode, I'm going to rank this two tuxedo tops, but one and a half board shorts out of ten. <laughs> 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 uh, that's a good oh dear. One. All right. Well, uh, sorry, everyone. No, that's oh, uh, guys. Guys, this this has been a joy because what I love about when you love something as much as we love Columbo is when you can get your teeth into the ones you don't like. Right, yeah. and say you know, you know like, exactly not why every, it doesn't Not work. every episode yeah. is going to be a gem. Not no. every episode of Star Trek is good, you know. Yeah, I'm going right. to go on record and say that. No, you're right. Not yeah. every episode of, what was it, Ten Speed and Bro well, Shoe. Probably not. Be a, all all be a four classic. or five of them? No, not all of them. We're genius. Oh, oh, I boy. do have to say that if, if there ever is a remake of Columbo, he is not allowed to have a mobile phone because that would ruin the character. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He might have to get away with it. Or maybe not. He'll, never know. He'll have a really old flip phone or something. Yes. Actually, be, that would be fine. It, it, yeah. That never works. the equivalent of his pencil. That never, he never works has right. it on him. And it never <laughs> works right. It's like an old, old, yeah, an old flip phone that never quite works. Or he's got one of those uh, jitterbugs for old people. <laughs> That's what it and is. And I, I do love Columbo at a swanky party. Oh yeah, the whole That's class thing fun. is always fun. Yes, yeah. yeah Every time he turns. Oh, actually, there's a there's, a, there's one good one good exchange in here. Yes, I Ooh. forgot to mention, which is when the valet brings Columbo's car back. Oh right, yeah. And he says, "Your car." <gasps> Columbo says, "How did you How did you know?" And the guy says, "I made a guess." Yeah, that's a good joke. In, a good joke. In the seventies episode that guy would have been played by somebody who would later go on to be incredibly famous. <laughs> yeah, right. probably Tom Hanks. But because it's the 90s. Because it's the 90s. No. Yeah, I never saw them again. Well, except William Lucking ends up on Sons of Anarchy, but... <laughs> ah. There's that. But otherwise, no, you're right. Oh, right. gentlemen, this that has been was... an absolute delight. Well, thank you for doing the show once again, even it was for this deal. Uh, no, where, where, should people, where should people uh, go on the internet? Or in person to see uh, what's going on or what you're doing these days? Uh, well, if they ever want to uh, follow me saying uh, ridiculously silly things, they can always go on Twitter, where I'm at Rich Masara, R-I-C-H-M-A-S-S-A-R-A. Okay. Uh, that was where I tweeted you, John, with my breakdown of the Columbo episode, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Uh, which I, I think I got that spot on. Uh, other than that, I do a podcast <laughs> called Skyfinger Podcast, which is about the Simpsons freemium game tapped out mm -hmm. uh, for <laughs> iOS and Android devices, uh, which has now been going on a full year. And if you guys Congratulations. You had, thank you very much. If you guys thought you had a niche podcast, um, I'm doing <laughs> it about one about a freemium game. Uh, <laughs> Other than that, uh, I'm Richard Masara, comedian on Facebook, or uh, stalk me. Why not? There you go. If you're in, if you're in the town, do it. Yeah, do you, um, have a, do you have concealing bushes outside your your bathroom window because oh, that'll be helpful. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I I, I have a complete blind spot for giant monster trucks. Which is, <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, so that's how you do it for giant murder cars. That's how you. That's how you that, kill Richard Masara. Yeah, there's been giant into me. murder car. All right, well, that's... Oh, boy, that's that show. That's that's a show for this time around. Um, if you want to listen to other episodes, uh, go to jmtpodcast.com or 
Uh, go to the TV and film section of iTunes. We're right in there or whichever uh, podcast app you happen to enjoy. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, JOMT Podcast. Also on Tumblr, where uh, John posts uh, screen caps, further thoughts in the episodes. That's jomtpodcast.tumblr.com. And if you want to write to us, we enjoy getting email. So please, if you would, uh, drop us one. Uh, Columbo at the citydesk.net. Uh, we usually read them. All right. <laughs> that's all. That's all we can say about. Yeah, that's the best. That's the best we can guarantee you. We usually read them, and then take a while to get back to you. Because well, we're busy men watching watching Columbo goes to college that's, three times a, good a week. Point. I think we actually have three potential guests we need to get back to today. Right. So. <laughs> it's a lucky lottery, everybody. Well, like good I luck. said, thank you for having me on, and I do think it's wonderful we are recording this episode exactly 25 years to the day it was brought Shocking. I know. Yeah. So the ghost of the uh, professor will show up. It was 25 years ago this night. He was killed in front of criminal his car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Uh, have, have a good one. Bye. Bye. Listen, just one more thing. Uh, did you, uh, RJ, did you see my breakdown of a Columbo episode? No, I did not. Where was this? Uh, I, I sent it to John on Twitter. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it goes, um, the guest of death, followed by the deed, followed by first impressions, then meet the family, <laughs> then one more thing, followed by the pestering, and then the turn and the screw <laughs> because it just it, that just, it just yeah. seems to be the way it goes yeah yeah it, that's, that's he'll, 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 he'll talk about his family then it's yep. the one more thing moments and then he pesters them then they think they've got him then he screws them yep and and when they go away from it it doesn't quite work it never works like they kind of this one they kind of went and uh, undercover yeah it doesn't work well, he solved it. Come on, producers. He's got the formula right there. Do it. it I know. Make it's a thing. producers of the 90s. Make the thing. Well, no, the producers of the now. If you want to make one, there you go. You got the whole thing right there in your laps. Yeah. All they need now Fill is the a bucket full of cocaine. Fill <laughs> the blanks. What would it be these days? Would it be cocaine or be meth? Nah, not meth. Meth seems a little passe in some parts of the country. I don't know. Do they still do coke in Hollywood? I think they all do medical marijuana now. Oh, well, then that's just going to mill you out make an awesome show. <laughs> that, that would explain yeah. all the comic book movies. There you go. This is, oh, look, this is time. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they'll have the kids talk about when they're all wacky and a beach. <laughs> <laughs>